And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life, well, that's another, which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the one who will be here with you each and every Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness change maker that is also out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can hear me discussing topics such as my favorite thought-provoking quotes, reading and discussing wisdom from empowering books, playing clips from various inspirational spiritual teachers, sharing a bit of mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and essentially digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you into positive vibrations on a consistent basis. Also, I'm thrilled to announce that the Positive Head Podcast has a new sponsor. And it's a bit of a mouthful for me to explain all the juicy details. So if you've already heard this, feel free to skip forward about two minutes to get to today's episode. When I originally launched this podcast, I made a deal with myself that I'd never bring on a sponsor that I wasn't extremely excited about and that I didn't believe wholeheartedly could greatly benefit my audience. Well, fast forward a little over a year later to Burning Man 2016, where I caught the angelic lightworker Sonia Sophia from the World Tapping Circle facilitating a live tapping session for hundreds of people at once, many of whom, including myself, were either crying or laughing with joy from the emotional release the session had helped facilitate for them. At the end, as soon as I heard Sonia mention her incredible new online platform to help bring the powerful tool of tapping to people anywhere around the world, I knew I had to contact her. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with tapping or EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, its praises have been sung by the likes of Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, many, many other thought leaders in the consciousness community. Uh, It's an extremely powerful quantum level self-healing tool based on the premise that emotional trauma contributes greatly to disease and illness, and by tapping on key meridians on your body while addressing those traumas, you can release the deeply ingrained energy blockages associated with them. I believe tapping is the perfect physical exercise to go along with the heart and mind work we're consistently doing on this podcast, and it's by far the simplest exercise I've seen to help remove people's energetic blockages. Now, The World Tapping Circle offers a lot of flexibility to join their healing circle, which takes place live every Monday night. I personally recommend signing up for the yearly plan and committing yourself to tapping for the next 12 months. Also, Sonia's team has been gracious enough to offer a huge 35% discount off the yearly plan to Positive Head listeners only. This is exclusively for this show. So if you'd like to sign up and receive the special Positive Head discount and get tapping immediately, simply go to World 
tappingcircle.com forward slash positive head. Hope to see y'all in circle. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode. We are here. I am here, but not just me this time. <laughs> we are here too. <laughs> we are here. We are here. Erica, Miss Middlemiss is here with me. Hello, Erica. Thank you Hi, for Brandon. bringing some lovely divine feminine energy onto this show. It is uh, certainly uh, needed and um, welcomed from time to time. And, <laughs> well, uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Yeah, I love having you on. And uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Erica's been helping me with all kinds of stuff. So um, yeah, so give okay. her a big thank you on the uh, Positive Heads Facebook group. If uh, For those of you that are there, and for those of you that are not connected on the Positive Heads Facebook group, shame on you guys. How could shame you leave you. us <laughs> leave us without your, your uh, precious energy and connection? No, but seriously, connect if you haven't Come and connect, say hi to yeah. Erica. Come connect. And um, yeah, so let's see, Erica, what shall we chat about? Well, first, before we get into sort of the 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 meat or I don't know, since um, I don't eat that much meat or I'm trying not to eat meat, let's <laughs> maybe, what, what do we call it? What we're do we say lighter. instead of the meat of the episode? <laughs> yeah. What do we say if we're not getting into the meat of today's the episode? The roots. The roots. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you bailed me out. <laughs> I had no clue where I was going to go with that one. <laughs> roots is a good so, topic this week, too. Roots. <laughs> roots, roots, roots. All right. So uh, I do have a wonderful review on iTunes as well today. And uh, as you guys know, I love to get your feedback on iTunes. It helps to fuel this labor of love and also helps to uh, helps the show to reach new listeners as we sort of climb the, the ranks of uh, iTunes, which is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, I have a review here by AGB Digi and... The uh, title is Positive Ahead, <laughs> and it says, I am your number one Positive Head fan, but truly, me and everybody else are your number one fans. <laughs> I think counterculture and subculture will rise again and become mainstream culture, allowing humanity to rise up above to the next level. This podcast keeps me abreast of so many interesting and invigorating topics. I truly love it. If you could add the track listings to your descriptions so I don't have to rewind to find the part where you say which artist music uh, artist music it is, that would be wonderful. Stay positive ahead always. Bless up, down, left, right, and all around. Uh, well, how, how wonderful. Thank you so much for that feedback. And actually, we have uh, just started, uh, thanks to... Another lovely listener who has uh, volunteered to go into our SoundCloud account and start adding um, archives of past songs. I think she's just getting started with that. Yes, thank um, you, Valeria. Yes, thank you, Valeria. And uh, so you can go in and you can see... um, you know, I think she started, you know, back when we started the daily episodes a little over a year ago and she's sort of working her way up. So you should see playlists for each month coming up. Um, so then you can see, you know, kind of find what it is you're looking for. If it's on SoundCloud, um, in some cases we share, share a clip from, you know, YouTube or Spotify or wherever else we find the music or, or get the music from. So you probably won't hear every single song, but a lot of them. So um, so yeah, that is, uh, we hear you loud and clear and that is coming your way. 
moving and, right along. Yeah, well, I was going to say, too, I totally agree with that. This We're absolutely rising above to the next level. It's so much fun to yeah. watch. It sure is. And it be a is, part uh, of. It is. It is. To play any role, for this, this you know, little show to play a role in people's lives and to be hearing that, you know, pretty regularly now, right? It's... Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a humbling uh, experience, but as I always say, you know, whatever you you like about it or whatever resonates with you or whatever, you know, so a lot of times, Erica, you know, I'm getting more and more like admiration from people and I try and, although I, I love it, the Leo in me loves it, right? But <laughs> it's, uh, I try and really deflect that back because it really is, you know, we're all just mirrors of one another. So whatever us, you see yeah. in me or anyone else, it's in you. It's like, this is all about like empowering um, other people is really what feels the best. Um, and of course, we're going to talk a little bit about that compassion and so forth today right mm-hmm. um so what's you in have, one is in the hole right that's right that's right so you had a quote that you uh decided to sort of take the reins on and and yeah. put forth today you want to read it for everyone yes uh it's about compassion which i think is really an important topic right now this time of year every year you know um and yes. it's a quote Especially by wayne dyer Compassion becomes an automatic reaction when you see all of humanity as one undivided and indivisible family. Yeah. We're all one. Yeah. And I, you know, I always say that that's a great way to uh, sort of approach almost like a game when you're approaching your daily interactions with people. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about it. Typically when we're, we're bumping up against other people in our daily lives, we're thinking of them and us and you know, whatever they're external of, of self and you know, they want something, I want something. And we're sort of always um, sort of uh, you know, trying to get what we want out of the interaction, right? right. Posturing, positioning, how do I get what I want? And you know, uh, trying a, a, as a different approach and seeing what kind of results you get where you approach the other person of, you know, everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself. It goes back to what I was saying a moment ago. I'm just a reflection. It's all just reflection. So instead of approaching that person as external of self, think of them as you outside of you. And then uh, compassion becomes a very natural um you know, emotion to arise, right? When you are playing with that. And I always, I I try and, you know, I attempt to bring that into my focus front and center as much as possible, as much as I remember, right? And I haven't slipped into this separation mentality, which happens, right? But um, the more I can stay focused on everywhere I go, it's me waiting for me. And how do I serve and, and, you know, as I often say, you'll find the opportunity to give away what you want for yourself to someone else. Um, do it because it's going to come back around. And actually, there's a clip here of Wayne Dyer that you uh, found that talks just for a few minutes. It's a pretty short clip mm-hmm. about this. So why don't we play that real quick and then and then we'll chat about that. Let's. There's a widely told story that speaks to the value of compassion. It seems that a woman who lived a Tao-centered life came upon a precious stone while sitting by the banks of a running stream in the mountains, and she placed this highly valued item in her bag. The next day, a hungry traveler approached the woman and asked for something to eat. As she reached into her bag for a crust of bread, the traveler saw the precious stone and imagined how it would provide him with financial security for the remainder of his life. 
He asked the woman to give the treasure to him, and she did, along with some food. He left ecstatic over his good fortune and the knowledge that he was now secure. A few days later, the traveler returned and handed back the stone to the wise woman. I've been thinking, he told her. Although I know how valuable this is, I'm returning it to you in the hopes that you could give me something even more precious. What would that be, the woman inquired. Please give me what you have within yourself that enabled you to give me that stone, said the man. The woman in this story was living her life from a sacred place of compassion, which is the seventh and last principle for an excuses begone life. Compassion and Excuses It's impossible to need excuses when the focus of life shifts to how may I serve. Thinking of others first, reaching out to them despite how it might inconvenience you, causes you to feel joy, which is what the hungry traveler was actually seeking. This gift of feeling good or feeling God within comes from serving and surrendering rather than asking and demanding. There's no room for blame in your life as long as you live with kindness. And excuses, regardless of their form, are all about blame. Blaming your past, blaming the economy, blaming your perceived personal flaws, blaming God, blaming your parents, blaming your children or your spouse, blaming your DNA. There's no shortage of circumstances, people, and events to blame, and there's no shortage of blame itself. When you shift to compassion, blame disappears. So no matter what you may want for yourself, discover how you can want it more for someone else and then make that shift. In that contemplative moment, compassion will eradicate finger-pointing and trump excuse-making. And you'll begin to think like God thinks, serving, offering, giving, and loving freely. The wise woman in the mountains who gave the precious stone to a stranger had no need to think about poverty or unhappiness to hold a cynical view toward the greedy masses or to explain the way she lived her life. Why? Because her ego was out of the picture and love and service reigned supreme. I've certainly found that when I remember to nurture kindness and courtesy, everything in my life seems to move towards more harmony and peace, to say nothing of how much better I feel when I'm giving rather than wanting. I heard the Dalai Lama speak on compassion some years back, and the essence of his message contained these two points. One, that compassion is the single most important quality that humanity needs to learn. This is the way to find happiness and health and to feel successful. And two, that war and violence would become extinct in one generation if, beginning at the age of five, children were taught to meditate on compassion for an hour a week for the rest of their lives. Such is the power of a compassionate approach to life, which is truly thinking of others and living by the ancient golden rule. The very second you feel yourself retreating to excuses, repeat the mantra, How may I serve? Then act upon the answers you receive. You'll become aligned with universal mind, which is always giving. And the bonus is that you'll notice the universe asking you back, How may I serve you? As your compassion for others flows back to you, remember the truth I've written about many times in this book. You do not attract what you want. You attract what you are. So make compassion be what you are. So, you know, as uh, Wayne Dyer always says it so well, so eloquently, such an incredible inspiration. That That is definitely, he is definitely one of my uh, favorite teachers and someone that I have looked up to for a long time and, um, strive to you know follow in his footsteps how, you know he says how may i serve um you know feeling good or feeling god i like that 
mm-hmm. how he, he makes that comparison. You know, feeling good is feeling God, and it comes from serving. And then, of course, he goes on, because I, I believe this is a clip uh, from one of his books, Erica, Excuses Be Gone, maybe. He's mm-hmm. reading from it. I, I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, he goes on to talk about excuses are all about blame. And, and when you shift to compassion, blame actually disappears. Mm-hmm. Uh, you begin, you know, you begin thinking like God thinks when you're in that compassionate sort of perspective. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I fully agree with what he was saying. You know, it, what a great perspective too. You know, he, talk, he was talking about the Dalai Lama. Compassion is the single most important quality to find. And uh, if, you know, we had, imagine all of us having uh, our children meditate uh, for an hour a week. What is that? You know, a few minutes each day. Yeah, you, you 10 know, minutes. <laughs> end would, yeah, end would, war would end in, you know, a, a generation. And what a exactly. simple way. I mean, if you could imagine getting everyone to comply with that and meditating 10 minutes a day. But when you do, when you meditate, you are feeling, you know, such a deep, profound bliss and relaxation and it becomes uh you know addictive to 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 create that feeling and if you start a child mm-hmm. young i can't imagine i mean i'm just you know now in my life practicing meditation more and more and um i i have good periods where i'm really good about it and others where i'm too busy right mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as i would say and then put it off and uh you know, at the end of the day, though, like Osho says, if you're everyone should meditate, you know, 15 minutes a day, unless you're too busy, you should meditate 30 or something like that. Exactly. Right? It's like you make the time like it's super important. And uh, yeah, I mean, bottom line, he's saying the same thing. When, when you serve, you become like God and uh, you do not attract what you want. You attract what you are. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a super powerful and profound concept right there. And um so be what you want, right? You want compassion, be compassionate. And then the universe is going to now look at you and say, how can I show you compassion? It's so yes. simple yet. So, you know, so many people are missing it, right? They don't realize the shortcut to having everything that you want. And what's interesting is that we're all wired for compassion. It's, it's part of our yeah. makeup. It's, it's, it's who we are. It's part of the yeah. interconnectedness of, of all things. You know the uh, the movie Absolutely. I Am. You've referenced it before with the mm-hmm. one Tom Shadyac. So that mm-hmm. movie is about about compassion and about right. that basic nature of humanity. Like if you've seen the movie, every time you see somebody get hit really hard, you you go oh with them. You feel yeah. it with them. We're wired for this right. Right. because we're all connected. Yeah. 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 I- I think of, uh, you see a lot of these, you see videos, you know, going around on social media and it's like two toddlers who, you know, you know, sometimes it's like, it's, it's referencing race, how there's no, none of that Mm. preconceived racial divide or a toddler talking about an animal that has been killed or, you know, and how Mm -hmm. much compassion is in these, these souls that are still so fresh from the other side. Right. And then we lose it over. Yeah. And we lose it as we get disconnected from our source, as we become more, you know, ingrained in the culture. Yeah. And this culture that is, is sort of been, 
um, designed to create separation. And of mm-hmm. course, that's all part of the the cosmic game. It's all part of the soul's journey. And we're coming to mm-hmm. a time where it's it it's time to you know move away from separation and in back to unification. Uh, at this point, I think most everyone would agree there's more and more of that happening. And you look at the internet and it's like the wiring of our, our nervous system on the planet, right? It's all connected now and information flies at, you know, the speed of light essentially. And, um, so it's, everything's linking up and as a result, more awareness, more compassion is coming to the surface and it's, it's an exciting time to be alive. Sure is. Yeah, definitely less of, less of what's in it for me and more of what's in it for us, what's in it for everyone, for the whole. Right. Right. And the the irony there is, is when you have that approach, then you're going to attract more of what's for you, right? Because it's all one. Whatever you do for yourself, you do for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So few people out there, there's so many people out there that don't get this still. I mean, it seems so like basic to us now and it's one thing to talk about it and it's another thing to really live Actually it when you it. have yeah a, a, yeah a circumstance and that is you know of course the whole the whole thing it's one you know knowing this stuff is one thing living in it is another and we're constantly being challenged and humbled and all those things on our journey um and of course, there's ways to do that and you, you actually brought one up that we we're going to talk a little bit about that reminded mm-hmm. me of uh of a one of my very first interviews was a woman named Barb Schmidt, and um, she wrote a book called The Practice, and she talks about choosing your sacred sacred mantra to help you, uh, you know, foster this remembrance, this um, you know, awareness uh, in the now. And uh, I'll read a little thing here uh, talking about. It says uh, sometimes it's called a, a mantram, sacred phrase or centering prayer. The sacred mantra helps train your mind to pay attention and focus for the present moment it creates create space between chaotic or competing thoughts it intercepts or slows the rush of thoughts in your mind it resonates at the core of your your heart your truest self as a sacred friend it is a loyal steadfast companion and a source of unconditional support uh, that's exactly the positive focus relationship each of us needs in life um and then mm-hmm. she gives uh, in the book, and th- this is episode seven, I think, of the Positive Head podcast. So what are we at, like around 3.15 now? <laughs> so it's going a while back. But, uh, you know, you can hear us talking about this in detail. And, and she gives Aramaic, you know, Buddhism, Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, Native American, different mantras that are, you know, charged that have had all this energy uh, put into them over, you know, centuries right of energy and different uh, spiritual seekers uh, using these mantras to resonate with a certain vibration of compassion and understanding and and, and remembering our divine self and so one of them that you had mentioned um, uh, you know for the show was uh, Om Mane Padme Hum and that's the one she would refer to I guess as the Buddhist uh, one and it, you know, it has mm-hmm. a few different interpretations. She, I think, she says in her book is "Behold the Jewel in the Lotus Within," um, and it's just bringing your attention to you know the the. Of course, the lotus is always uh, used in as a as a representation of uh, awakening, right? A flowering mm-hmm. uh, and in spiritual. In spiritual circles, I guess you would say you see the lotus a lot referenced mm-hmm. in that way. So, um, yeah. It's so I think uh, that's a 
Yeah, so it's a really interesting thing to have, uh, you know, some sort of a, a mantra that you can use to uh, help you uh, in this whole uh, concept of, of fostering compassion and remembering in each moment. Right. This this mantra is uh, a really nice one. I actually learned it for the first time from my yoga teacher. Um, uh-huh. And I think we're going to, are we going to play this song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll play a song yeah. that okay, cool. at the end of, yeah. So that's how I learned of this mantra. And um, and then I found an article this week that that mentioned it. It was a, a Buddhist uh, monk, a, a woman who had been in solitary um, living for 45 years. And they went to go oh, talk wow. to her. And this was the, right? This was the one piece of advice that she had. or And she told them that she did every day was that she recited this mantra And this mantra was her prayer for all sentient beings that they would be free of inner and outer suffering. And that's um, right. And that the mantra itself encompasses all of the teachings of Buddha in this one Mm -hmm. single phrase. Wow. Um, And when you, yeah, when you break down all the, the sacred sounds and the, and the tones. So like, Om, that's, primordial essence that's root chakra that's mm-hmm. pure creator energy right um mm-hmm. and then the ma um pure ethics uh ni is tolerance and and patience which is interesting mm-hmm. that goes along with the solar plexus and how we deal with one another you know our right. interactions with each other um right. pod the fourth symbol is for the heart and love and compassion, uh, tolerance and patience. Um, Interesting. Uh, perseverance. Um, me is concentration, which is the uh, the throat chakra where you communicate. Uh-huh. And hum it would be the third eye, our, our intuition, wow. our wisdom. And when you put them all together, it's like the crown chakra, which is also like the totality of one through six. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, I never heard it broken down like that. That's very interesting. Yeah. That Isn't was that the beautiful? one. It's funny because, um, you know, in the, in her book, uh, the practice, she talks about, you know, find, you know, um, choose a sacred mantra. She gives all these different ones, you know, uh, from the different, you know, traditions, spiritual traditions and so forth. And she goes, you know, find one that resonates with you and try it for a few weeks, saying it all mm-hmm. regularly to connect to your inner peace, to, to, to find your source in any moment. Right. And, um, that was the one that resonated with me the most. And at the mm-hmm. time I was doing it for several weeks afterwards, very regularly, just kind of singing it to myself, saying it to myself and I've fallen off. So it's funny that you, you know, this was of course your, you know, one of your suggestions of a thing to discuss today. And I was like, oh yeah, my, uh, my old, uh, yeah, my old mantra. And then, um, yeah, so I I definitely, I guess that's my, my synchronicity sign that I need to bring it back and practice this more because it did. I, I really loved it. Any moment where I'm feeling, Sometimes I'll have moments of feeling anxious or, uh, you know, all of a sudden it'll be a sort of a wave of anxiety or something. And I was using it when, when that would happen. And, um, just like sort of these un, you know, and I think all of us have these deep, all of a sudden you'll feel off. You'll feel like 
um, did I do something wrong? Oh, am I doing this wrong or whatever it is? You, I found that using this mantra for those few weeks that I was doing it, and now I'm, I definitely intend to bring it back and start using it again. It just instantly brought relaxation and, um, you know, uh, lack of stress and just connection and awareness when I used it. So it's such a powerful and simple tool to use the sacred mantra and you can you know i think you can go onto her site too and she talks more about it and you can see the different mantras or you can get her book the practice but um yeah definitely uh a very i I love when we have these discussions and there's a really good takeaway of something that someone can use that's simple you know right and it certainly is using a sacred mantra is a simple but powerful uh choice to make Well, uh, Miss Erica, this has been wonderful to connect with you as always. Thank you so much for taking time to come on. And thank um, you. Yeah, and we'll we'll leave you lovely. Yeah, it is always fun, and uh, we will also leave the lovely listeners with this song. This is the song you heard in your yoga class, right? It is. Yep. So it's it's basically a song just repeating this mantra to a really cool reggae beat. So it's. Oh, nice. That's great. I love it. Yeah. And and who is it? Who is the artist actually performing it? It's Marty Nico and DJ Drez. And it's from the album Excellent. Dreaming in Sanskrit. And it is very appropriately titled Om <laughs> Mane Padme Hum. Hope you all enjoy. Until next time. Money, but
Oh, money, pot.